Welcome everyone, I'm Steve Spaulding, and this is another episode of Steve Reads Stories. Tonight, we'll be looking at The Witch of Travaugh, a Cornish folktale first brought to us by Robert Hunt. This version was published in 1881 in the third edition of Popular Romances of the West of England, or The Drolls, Traditions, and Superstitions of Old Cornwall and is, like Little Redcap, actually two stories in one. Both relate the life and times of a not unkindly witch. What makes this story a little different is that instead of the witch being a solitary figure sitting around a hut somewhere hunting children to stew up in her pot, the witch of Travaugh is actually married to a husband who doesn't seem to give a wit about her powers. He seems much more concerned about getting a good meal than he is about having a necromancer for a wife. I guess you take the good with the bad. The second half of the story is my favorite, though, because it reads like a documentary. And if you remove the thought of magic from the mix, it's about a clutch of old men terrified of rabbits. The Witch of Travaugh is the tale of magic, meat, and a very clever hare. I hope you enjoy. Once on a time long ago there lived at Travaugh, a hamlet in Zenor, a wonderful old lady deeply skilled in necromancy. Her charms, spells, and dark incantations made her the terror of the neighborhood. However, this old lady failed to impress her husband with any belief in her supernatural powers, nor did he fail to proclaim his unbelief aloud. One day the skeptic came home to dinner and found, being exceedingly hungry, to his bitter disappointment that not only was there no dinner to eat, but that there was no meat in the house. His rage was great, but all he could get from his wife was, I couldn't get meat out of the stones, could I? It was in vain to give the reins to passion, the old woman told him and he must know that hard words buttered no parsnips. Well, at length he resolved to put his wife's powers to the proof, and he quietly but determinedly told her that he would be the death of her if she did not get him some dinner, but if in half an hour she gave him some good cooked meat, he would believe all that she had boasted of her power and be submissive to her forever. St. Ives, the nearest market town, was five miles off, but nothing doubting, the witch put on her bonnet and cloak and started. Her husband watched her from their cottage door down the hill, and at the bottom of the hill he saw his wife quietly place herself on the ground and disappear. In her place a fine hare ran on at its full speed. 
He was not a little startled, but he waited, and within the half-hour in walked his wife with good flesh and tatties all ready for eating. There was no longer any doubt, and the poor husband lived in fear of the witch of Travaux to the day of her death. This event took place after a few years, and it is said the room was full of evil spirits, and that the old woman's shrieks were awful to hear. Howbeit, peace in the shape of pale-faced death came to her at last, and then a black cloud rested over the house when all the heavens were clear and blue. She was borne to the grave by six aged men, carried as is the custom underhand. When they were about halfway between the house and the church, a hare started from the roadside and leaped over the coffin. The terrified bearers let the corpse fall to the ground and ran away. Another lot of men took up the coffin and proceeded. They had not gone far when Puss was suddenly seen seated on the coffin, and again the coffin was abandoned. After long consultation and being persuaded by the parson to carry the old woman very quickly into the churchyard while he walked before, six other men made the attempt, and as the parson never ceased to repeat the Lord's Prayer, all went on quietly. Arrived at the church stile, they rested the corpse, the parson paused to commence the ordinary burial service, and there stood the hare, which as soon as the clergyman began, I am the resurrection and the life, uttered a diabolical howl, changed into a black, unshapen creature, and disappeared. Steve Reed's Stories is produced by me, Steve Spaulding. If you like what you heard, take a moment to rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps. You can follow me on Twitter at SBSpaulding and learn more about my other projects at thecoldstorage.com. Thanks for all the support, and I hope you'll join me again next time. <laughs>